0: uh welcome to pop culture cake a sad culture cake <laughs> before yeah, we talk about we're bummed out <laughs> yeah we're gonna be talking about nicholas cage's 2021 film pig i'm here with dane
1: hi this is dane
0: i'm here with adam hi it's me and i'm here with a reasonably sized forest <laughs>
1: yes i think this movie is better than that uh santa movie we watched a couple weeks ago
2: The Santa movie? The Christmas Chronicles. Oh my God, of course it's better than Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, That's not even fair. That's like comparing it to...
1: I'm I'm, I'm messing, I'm messing. I know,
2: I'm just so sad. Yeah. So, Pig is a tale of a man going on a quest to find his kidnapped best friend, a pig, the pig with no name, Mm -hmm. and the various tense moments he has throughout this journey
1: yeah so should we talk about like some of the plot elements i know so basically we open up on spoilers by the way he's kind of like a man of the wood got a pig (laughs) spoilers always yeah spoiler spoiler spoilers he's got a truffle pig um in the middle of the night somebody comes and snatches the pig up and then he's on a mission to find his pig but it's not a typical nick cage movie where the mission involves Going around, shooting guns, yelling at people, shouting the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Shit like that. More of a down to earth thing. Um, Yeah, very much
2: so. It's very quiet. It's very sedate for most of the movie. One of the things I really enjoyed about the film is actually they managed to create a lot of really good tension without actually having to rely on like action sequences or violence. They just had people sitting in a room very upset in various ways and convey it that way that was impressive
1: yeah absolutely my like my favorite scene of the movie by far is (laughs) i'm not i don't remember the names of any of the characters but basically nick cage's character is sitting in a room in a restaurant with this guy who started this like hip new fab restaurant and he breaks him down systematically. I don't even want to say what happens. I want you to watch yeah. it. But yeah, like,
2: that's <laughs> a really awesome scene.
1: <laughs> question by true. question, he's just like, is this the restaurant you want to run? They don't, this is what you want to They do. don't care
2: about you. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about you. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely got they don't weird. even
1: know you.
3: It's like a tertiary plot. It definitely has a critique against like consumerism and uh, vogue-ness and, uh, of food and kind of...
1: Is this a capitalist critique I, I smell?
3: Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think maybe there you can sniff it one could,
1: out. You like might, you might, be, able to, to, might be able to do that. Stiff one out, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm smelling around the corner. I don't know. Do you want to expand on this? or?
2: This is uh, what would happen if you see Ratatouille was made by somebody who actually hated food critics. Mm. That's what That's what this was. <laughs> but that's such a small part of the movie.
0: I don't even... I think deeply tied to the plot of Ratatouille is food criticism. But this, this, it is like a passing. Oh, no, it's one scene in the movie. Yeah, it's a passing ship in the ocean of fucking sadness. That is that is the ending of this film. Mm. Yeah,
2: because I mean, what? I don't even know what this movie is necessarily about, other than the ties that bind the things that keep us grounded. Because I think most of the movie is centered on the idea of not acknowledging your emotional pain. Because that's what like the father figure and the son, Amir and his dad are basically expressing to us throughout the movie. And the ultimate climax of the film comes in the form of a direct confrontation that forces Amir's father to feel emotions, which is like through, done through food, which is very impressive
1: yeah so to be clear amir is oh so okay so Nicolas cage he's in the woods he's got a truffle pig he he gets truffles that he sells them that's his whole thing amir is his seller so amir comes every once in a while nick cage's character shows intense contempt for him um (laughs) at the beginning of this movie like blatant contempt (laughs) doesn't even really acknowledge him at all um but Amir is sort of like holding the business aspect of this together. And they find themselves as sort of like an odd couple, I suppose you would say, after um, after Nick Cage's character wakes up and finds that he it, does not have his travel pick anymore. Wakes up, I say, as if he wasn't also like knocked on his face. Yeah, and, like, brutally assaulted. Yeah. Yes. So we 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 have sort of an odd couple between Amir and Nick Cage's character throughout the whole movie. And it ends up being like you were saying a confrontation between Amir and his dad who is sort of like the big wig truffle, I don't even know what you call him.
2: He's the truffle king.
1: Yeah, he's the truffle king of Portland apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I think it's pretty vague. It sounds like uh his father is really heavily involved in the food scene of Portland but like that, he's also tied to a lot of shadier stuff that makes him more of a crime kingpin and using the restaurants as his front. Yeah, it definitely- well, All
3: of that? What? I didn't get any of that. Uh,
2: well, remember the scene? Okay, we're getting ahead of this. Uh, but Nick Cage has the scene where it's just Amir's father and him, and he's like threatening him and offering him the money and stuff. And he's like, All the balls, those are mine. All those chefs, those are mine. Everything's mine. That gave me uh, Crime Kingpin vibes. Maybe that was just me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I got that too. I thought it was maybe just in context of like the restaurant industry, but there was definitely some shady shit
2: going on. There was like underground boxing or whatever the hell that shit was. It wasn't boxing because boxing implies a contest. I think that was a a metaphor.
1: I mean, it was a metaphor, but it was also... I feel like the things that happened in this movie actually happened in the context of the movie, right?
0: Well, yes, yes, yes,
2: yes. Yes, the earthquake that destroyed Portland, yep, definitely happened.
1: hmm hmm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair. But, but, yeah, I don't know. I almost thought that that was just, like, people who worked for Robin getting revenge. I don't know, is that too fucked up? <laughs> no, that's,
2: like, that, I think that was the whole point, was it was, like, somewhat famous people getting paid in whatever currency they're interested in and letting their workers beat the shit out of them i
0: think Mm -hmm. this movie movie has re-engaged my interest in film oh really uh, in what way in that i haven't seen a lot of movies this year and now i'm like i want to see what's been going on you know i want to see what else is out there
2: yeah because i mean i will say that this movie overall is very technically professional it's a it's it's very quiet but it's never too much so like you never go too long between sounds The framing is amazing the shots of the nature versus the city skyline of portland i just really loved everything they did in the filmography with this everything
1: beautifully it was framed beautifully yeah, I feel like it flirts with art house film, but it's not an art house film. Like I feel like yes, this is a movie you that. could yeah. show. This is a movie you could show your parents. And
0: yeah, it's not incoherent like some art house films can be. But this this movie was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, you guys I, liked it. <laughs> I yeah,
2: I did. I was uh, of the three we've watched, it was by far the most serious. Though I don't know, maybe the first one was trying to be. I can't tell. Oh, so. no, it was no. by far the best. Yeah. I think I had the most fun with the second movie, but that's because that was a silly, stupid romp. But this was—they're like trying a,
0: different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This was yeah. like
2: a dive into existential dread and pain and nihilism.
1: Yeah, in a weird way, I would say that the second movie that we watched and this movie were both—I don't want to say equally like them. I, I almost want to say that they're equally competent in what they're trying to do. They, they, oh, they both they both they achieve what they're trying yeah. to do yeah exactly yeah yeah i think the third and the fourth the, the second and the third movie are the movies you should see
2: right <sighs> yeah i would agree
0: with two that car, i mean two carrots co- willie's wonderland and, pig.
2: and and pig and i think yeah. pig is a better movie but that's only because i'm more interested in the themes
1: yeah and also pig is trying to be it, pig is reaching a little bit more um yeah definitely and, and, and it's achieving it. I, I feel like that's the problem with the first movie. I think the first movie is reaching a lot and not really hitting the mark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. ghost, ghost uh, uh, Prisoners of the ghost land is, yeah, is it's trying a lot of things, but what, it, how much effort went into that trying and its relative success will leave to you, the viewer, to decide.
1: <laughs> I was entertained for all three though, I have to admit.
2: Yes. I mean like <laughs> I had a good time watching Prisoners of Ghostland. I just don't understand what happened.
0: Yeah. I honestly can't I'm mostly, I'm mostly no. very excited to do this again next year. You <laughs> yeah, you wanna watch more of Nick Cage movies? Yeah, I'm really excited to see all all of his films from this year. It's
3: has he we'll make come out a- with any of this year yet? Or mm-hmm. there
0: are oh,
1: four. There are he's got, four a, he's got a couple. Yeah, there he's are got four got a couple coming out. Yeah.
2: Do we know when their releases are? Is this something f- we could like one- schedule? No, I think we should wait until the end of the year. Well, no, what I mean, is like December. You know, like yeah, it's something yeah, yeah, we yeah, could yeah. actually say. Oh, he'll be done filming, and they'll be all released by October or something. They should be. Yes, the la- the
0: it's not. They're not all slated hundred percent, but they're all expected to come out this year.
2: Well, okay. We'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, I I enjoyed this. It's that like, Nick Cage is not like my favorite actor. I don't necessarily even enjoy his career, but I've had I've enjoyed this project, so why not?
0: Yeah. I I've, I mean Nick Nicholas Cage and I, you
2: know, as I call him
0: Nick, Nicky. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's my buddy, my Nick, my 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 pal.
0: He and I have had a long existence together cuz he's one of my my mom's favorite actors. So oh. like one of the first films i ever watched growing up with with my mom so it was like it has a strong
2: dude like, you buried the lead here why are you telling this in <laughs> well, yeah, movie the point, three right? yeah. a strong oh, yeah.
0: emotional connection was raising arizona or, oh, yeah.
1: oh that's a classic though
0: yeah it is Co- yeah it's a coen brother movie but also like you know con air and national treasure of national course treasure you know what i mean I never saw The Rock. I guess I need to see that now. But then like yeah, then in like the you know break of the century I started getting into like su- like you know superhero stuff and-, and then there was Ghost Rider and
2: uh, like, yeah.
0: you know it's it's uh wow. I mean this movie's really also he was in kick ass. That was a great I oh, think, yeah.
2: a- yeah, I, think-
0: that was good. I don't know. I think I think he's just great and I appreciate <laughs> what he's doing. I mean, I've-
2: there's the episode of community that dives fully into this question if you want to check it out it's about whether or not nick cage is a great actor or the worst actor I think he's a great
0: actor i think I mean, uh, don't yeah. don't
2: start it don't start it <laughs> this whole episode about how it drives the entire campus insane it's a good oh, I question guess, i
0: guess so i guess yeah you're right i guess we shouldn't talk about nicholas cage in our podcast that's about nicholas cage oh come on let's go I'm ahead just and saying, talk about something else then so you, you
2: know I, I meant i meant don't get into the debate over whether he's great or terrible he's that's great all I mean. he was yep. also. Okay. he was also in
0: spider-man into the spider-verse which he did a really good job in that one
2: was he really? Because uh, I don't believe he was believe Spider you. Pig, right? He
0: was no, he was oh, Spider Man Noir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Spider Noir. Okay. Yeah, Spider Pig was John Mullaney.
1: Right, who John who... Mullaney. Yeah,
0: that's.
2: I don't. I don't
1: that's even an impression. Yeah. Any of this? But if you want to do like early, I mean, <laughs> so like early Nick Cage, you've got. So, obviously, you've got, like, Raising Arizona, like you said, and he's got other great films. But then you also have, like, Vampire's Kiss. So, you have, like, both sides of Nick Cage from early on in terms of being, like, a great actor and being, like, an actor who screams the alphabet sometimes for fun. And so...
2: well, I will say, in, in, particularly in Pig, he was a great actor. Like, oh, yeah, he, I agree. Like, his delivery of his lines and the intensity of emotion he was able to convey with just his facial expressions and eyes, truly amazing. I I was struck by his performance.
1: Yeah, so we'd watched this, uh, Lauren and I had watched this movie about a month ago, and this is why I was excited to do like the new cage because I knew that we were going to end up on this movie and sort no. of like wrap it all up this way. And I'm glad to hear that you all really enjoyed this movie. I don't know. Dane, what did you think? I, I, I We haven't heard that much from you. Um, oh, I thought
3: it was really good. It definitely invokes a, a lot of thoughts and I think it really pre- makes some really good points about the cinematography and just the shot. shooting is, is very, well framed and yeah, I I definitely made me reevaluate Nicolas Cage in a sort of sense because you know he gets a rap as as being this like over actor, but he's very capable of subtle acting as well. He's it definitely shows his range. I think. I think yeah. i also
0: want to like I think we as a a viewing audience tend to all like really over not I don't want to say overvalue, but we value like natural performances like, oh, these are, it's so subtle, it's so real, it's all this, it's all that. But like Nick mm-hmm. Cage does that. He does that competently. He does that, you know, at a very high level as evidenced in Pig. But he also just does, you know, acting is such a broad art form. Right. And I think, I think we've lost hold of the value of different types of acting. It's like Nicholas Cage can't constantly, can't be, can't keep getting over the course of four decades, he can't keep getting praised, and and that question is he a good actor or not? Do you know what I mean? It it can't it can't keep happening that there are <laughs> so many movies. You know what I mean? It's and and I remember there was, I I've read somewhere or I watched something where there was an actor, another well known actor, who was like, you know, Nicolas Cage is the only actor who's doing anything. And this was like fifteen what does years that ago. Even mean, <laughs> like he was like, "That's not the that's not the exact quote, but it was like he's the only actor who's
1: who's playing in this
0: space, who's actually making changes or you know moving the medium in certain ways, you know, because like this, there is a type of performance which I think is is like every good movie. Like if you look at the, any of these best actor, best films from any year, you know, like the last one that I can remember." Is like king's speech, all this other stuff, you know, it's like yeah, very trying to mimic or imitate life. And it's trying to sell you on the realism of the performance and of the story. But there's so much value in, in that and in being, you know, enigmatic or being like I don't want to say extra, but being more than those things to convey what is the ultimate goal of all art is right is to elicit emotion. So maybe we have an easier time highlighting that quality when we are being successfully tricked into thinking something is real. But if you look at like old like operas, you know, in multiple cultures, there's nothing subtle about that and you can speak to like oh that's the nature of the of that medium having to like get your performance out to the backs, you know, the back of the of the of the of the theater or whatever. But yeah, sure. What's beautiful about something like musicals, to me, right, is that the it you have acting, but when the emotions like this, this is like a well trodden idea. When the emotions get too much for words, it, be, mm-hmm. it it becomes music, right? So like these, and for me, like I, I'm a, personally a very emo, a very emotionally or I used to be, and I think to some extent I still am, a very emotionally extreme person. Like, I feel things very intensely. So maybe sometimes for me it's hard to feel connected to super subtle performances. I don't know, I just... And even in this movie, like which is a very subtle performance, I think it's just making me appreciate the commitment to just telling a story. And Nicolas Cage famously just wants to facilitate... People telling stories and it's like can you really say that about other actors i don't want to i'm not going to highlight anyone because i don't ever want to disparage or you know make assumptions about naysay say someone yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but like can you really say that about other actors who are just doing stuff and they're just performing go ahead
1: could you imagine like a timothy chalamet Doing a Nick Cage performance, for example. Oh my God! <laughs> Insane. Like you can't, you can't imagine.
3: <laughs> It'd be kind of hilarious, actually.
1: Yeah, and sorry, I I don't mean to like I have nothing against Timothy Chalamet. I'm sure he's a fine person. Whatever. I, I just mean that as an example of like a wild example of something you would right. you would not imagine. Yeah, um,
0: it's almost like making it's almost at making me question. And look, I mean this in the most like the most minimum of senses. It's almost making me question my criticisms of like Jared Leto, Look, I, I I wonder if what I'm seeing is, or what makes me feel less inclined. Cause I've never been very anti-Cage, unless there's some recording of me on this podcast saying, otherwise. <laughs> Which, I don't you know, think <laughs> proves it. I don't know if you recall on February 3rd. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think so. But I think when I, when I, what I read from, from Leto that I don't read from Cage is, the insincerity you know what I mean
2: like yeah you Nick Cage conveys that he actually is trying
0: yeah no matter what Cage is doing you you, I think you always get the sense that he is committed so very hard to what he's doing and he is thinks that what he's doing is and even if you disagree with him you think he thinks what he's doing is the most for that role whereas I think Leto is mimicking or is performing Ate a facade a- of what that same like the the disingenuous version of that same type of energy, you know? Like somebody like what's the like one of the one of the uh, the guy who played Lincoln and I drink your milkshake, like Daniel oh, Day yeah. Lewis, one of the most famous top tier actors, right? Daniel Day Lewis is method as fuck. I believe that Daniel Day Lewis truly is buying into that style of acting when leto method acts i think it's because he thinks that's how you get a good performance
2: Hmm. i can see why you'd say that it's a it's a good an interesting point but maybe we should watch some more of his work just so i can compare i don't watch movies with him in him for the most part last one i think i saw was the first suicide squad so it's been a while
0: yeah, I mean, look, we'd have to. Yeah, we could do Dallas Buyers Club, and there are a couple other things. Uh, yeah, I
2: mean, the Joker is not a great initial. Yeah, no, and like that's kind of my problem is like that character is supposed to be ridiculous.
1: Right. So it's like practically yeah. an internet thing. Yeah. Yeah, really. But I think and... it's
2: like the,
0: I mean, you know, it's like, I, Lito's a good, I mean, Joker's a good example, though. Well, let's compare the three major live action, modern live action Jokers
2: briefly live action okay i was like yeah so So we're excluding mark hamill
0: yeah mark because well mark hamill's the goat so that's yeah i know that's why i was saying
2: like that's it the answer problem
0: solved. (laughs) yeah but we're not we're not ranking them per se i think we're just talking about the commitment right so like jack nicholson Mm -hmm. is a very competent joker but i i don't know in hindsight as an adult if i read i mean you know what i think i see commitment i see authenticity in him from that you I think it's hard now when in comparison to like Ledger, where that Joker, even if it has spawned a lot of like cringeworthy imitation and and so stuff on. Like, yeah, yeah. It was, but it like, was and, overwhelming. Yeah. But Ledger's performance in that role, it's like the commitment is very high, the authenticity is very high. And I think when I watch Suicide Squad, I see Leto or Leto, however you want to. I think it doesn't really matter how he, I see him mimicking these other two performances, not in the choices, facial, but in that, Oh, these guys went to a place and Mm -hmm. I have to go to a place to do this as opposed to just being like, just, Do the role. I don't think Ledger thought about Nicholson that often when he was doing the role. Oh, I would be
2: very surprised.
0: Yeah, I don't think Nicholson thought about Cesar Romero when he did the role. I'm pretty sure that's that man's name. You know, I think he just, probably Nicholson Nicholson, out of the three of them was the most callous about the role, you know, like he just, yeah, that's, but that's in line with his
2: personality, you know. Well, plus it was like, there wasn't anyone to compare it against. Like he wasn't going in the face of like following up the Dark Knight or something.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's almost like Leto is pr- the prisoners of Ghostland. But he's like yeah, reaching poor guy. Yeah, he's like reaching very far, <laughs> but he may not have the ability to reach. You know, his eyes are too big for his stomach, and, and so I, that makes Nicholson Willy's Wonderland. But yeah, and 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 obviously Cage is Ledger. I think, but whereas Cage, I don't think Cage thinks about his stomach. Like, I don't think you know what I mean. I think he's just doing. He's not overthinking it, he's like performing, he's doing his best. There is no uh ego to it.
1: He's thinking yeah, it maybe but he's then. not overthinking it. Yeah. Right. There's no
0: ego, right? There's no there's no like there's no from Cage there is no there's no Russell Crowe energy. There's no Russell. But, you know, maybe even Daniel Day Lewis has a little bit of it where it's and like, here we
2: are calling out actors though we said we wouldn't
0: about <laughs> disparaging
2: these people. I'm just no, I know. Yeah, no. I'm
0: just I'm, I, I want I think Nicolas Cage is undoubtedly
2: one of the greatest actors of our time.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I mean, he's very I mean, extremely he's- versatile.
2: Yeah, he is. And I do find, like, this, like I said, this whole thing was a, fu- a fun romp for me. So, yeah, I like Pig. I liked Willy's Wonderland. I'm not st- still not sold on Prisoners of Ghostland. Uh, I, I don't think I ever will be.
0: But that's not Cage's fault. So no, no, that not. I, do, yeah, I would not. I think that's
2: his
1: yeah. script or directing or whatever. And, you know, Prisoners of Ghostland, I don't even hate it. I, I, I think that getting back to, like, Lincoln and getting back to, like, Drinking a Milkshake, I think Daniel Day Lewis is. We are
2: we are talking about there will be blood. Just for yeah the yeah record. yeah, <laughs> the name uh, of the movie. Uh, yeah, I think know. Daniel
1: Day Lewis is. I think he's a good actor, but I think you definitely get a very Daniel Day Lewis performance out of Daniel Day Lewis, right? Well, yeah. Uh, whereas, like Cage, you're you're not sure what you're gonna get. You, you but it's always it,
0: but but it's always Cage
2: though. Yeah, you know.
0: It like, is always cage, like, but
2: I know what Forrest's saying too.
0: Yeah, like, it, I think you, I think it's just that there are such distinct shades of cage. Yeah, like, like what like, flavor you're getting. Yeah, like Willy's Wonderland mm-hmm. and Prisoners of Ghostland are both. I think they're both very different movies in terms of quality, but they are both in one wheelhouse of cage. You know, it's like the memed. The memed cage is that side of things. Yeah, and that definitely. that the memed cage is what people think about. But like, there have been so many like, there have been so many roles where he's doing the pig cage that were just like, it's just being forgotten, and people are like, "Oh, is he even a good actor?" Well, yeah, because he does pig cage and he does it often. Yeah. It's just the memed cage is what is buying in, like, it's bought oh, up. it's and also just memorable. Yeah. yeah,
1: and there's yeah. like a pig cage, pig cage every couple of years, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, because like Mandy was a film he did that people were really into. And maybe that toes the line between the two. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, you know, it's it's hard. It's memed cage came up early enough in internet culture with like mm. the wicker man, which is the big turning point, I think, for.
2: But
1: I do yeah. love that movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to not get early gifts of him screaming about the bees and that not become the 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 cultural consciousness image uh, the cultural yeah. consciousness image of Cage, mm-hmm. and that's could that fuck that movie that movie isn't worth shit if it's not I mean I don't if it's not for that performance you
2: know yeah uh, no Nick yeah. Cage is what sells that movie. Dave, Dave, we're stepping yeah, all
3: over say, what you were yeah, going to say. what's up? <laughs> oh, I was just going to... Sorry, it, it probably doesn't even fit with what we are talking about, but I was just, as you comp- brought up the, the, the performances in, uh, that we watched, it's interesting because even though he literally said nothing in Willy's Wonderland, he felt more expressive in Pig, even though he did have some dialogue, you know? And I, I, I don't know if that's like a director's thing or, or just the style of the movie or what, but I, mean, I guess it goes back to the... Well, yeah,
0: no, no one actor can make a good film.
2: Well, yeah. And it also was uh, the type of character, like the character in Willy's Wonderland was like purposely flat, was Mm -hmm. just like basically an engine of destruction that periodically had to go drink punch. So, you know, I do think that
0: that Willy's Wonderland cage is more of a performance than promised Neverland. But again, I think that's about the supporting structure. Right. I think it's right, like yeah. if you have an actor and they do their thing, why why was back to Leto? And I'll shit on him, whatever. Back to Leto. Why was Leto good in Dallas Buyers Club? Because of the surrounding structure. It's it's what's interesting about Cage is that even if the structure around him is subjectively faulty, like in Ghostland, Cage is beyond that now. At this point at least. He's like he's radioactive. A, <laughs> yeah he's he's fucking radioactive brother <laughs> you know it he's able to push past the limitations of the film itself to be
2: noteworthy even if the film isn't like my favorite yeah uh, and i i can appreciate that but any other points we want to jump in on on
0: yeah, I want. Forrest mentioned. Yeah. Off, I don't know if it was on recording or not. Mentioned like of the three that he he could rewatch, it would probably be Ghostland because he didn't understand. Like I don't. I don't. I don't well, speak yeah, here I
1: think it would be Pig first because I really. Because like I mean, he movie. literally
2: has rewatched it now.
1: Yeah, I've literally <laughs> rewatched it, and then maybe after that, Ghostland, because I do not understand Ghostland, and I want to watch it again to kind of like see if I can get it, but not because I think it's a good movie or a good movie to rewatch specifically.
0: Yeah, I think that for me, it's, and I want, I think we should all answer the question. I think that for me, the one that I could easily recommend is Pig, right? That's the one that I would tell people about, hey, watch this movie. Of the three that I would rewatch readily is Willy's Wonderland, because it's, it's that perfect balance of competent and dumb. So the, the rewatchability there is like in the joke and the humor of it. I don't feel like I'm sharing the joke With Ghostland, I feel like I'm being made fun of during Ghostland, and so like that confusion, that frustration, where it might elicit in you a desire to understand, in me, it's like I just want you to
2: leave me alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Adam, Uh, do you you feel? Do you feel
2: like? uh yeah, sure. Let me think, because I tend to agree with you on this one, Brent. I would if I was going to be like yes we should watch one of the three movies from 2021 that Nicolas Cage started it would be pig like I would that would be the one I want people to see because it like this movie meant the most to me of the three emotionally which isn't hard given that ghostland was just unreachable and willie's wonderland was just a silly goof which i enjoyed thoroughly but this one touched me emotionally that said if i was going to watch one over again it would probably be willie's wonderland like you said brent because it's just sometimes and again this is depending on my mood and right now after having just finished watching pig i'm like sad so i would watch willie's hmm land to like decompress and what just like see something goofy that'll make me laugh because I laughed a lot at that movie. Dane what about you?
3: Yeah I'm actually the opposite for you guys see for me while I certainly enjoy Pig the most and it was my favorite I think that's the one I'd watch again just because I enjoyed it so much and I would really appreciate the, the shots and all that and I'd probably recommend, I just feel like, I don't feel like everyone would appreciate Pick. Whereas I feel like there's more people that would get a crack out of uh, Willy's Wonderland. You know what I'm saying? Sure.
2: Yeah. More mass appeal, for sure. And the people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's important to note that none of us would recommend Ghostland. Prisoners of Ghostland.
2: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and just I'm not going to. Wait for a city to rewatch it, though. I mean, yeah. Well, but I, and he didn't say recommend it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, so don't is, watch that. <laughs> yeah, don't watch Ghostland. Uh and
0: uh, and, and this has been a new cage day or yes. new cage month, I guess. We haven't yet figured out I mean, of course, by the time y'all listen to this we'll have decided something about how we're presenting it. But <laughs> you can reach us at popculturecake at gmail.com. We don't have any socials, don't ask. And if you want to sponsor an episode, you can and you'll get to hear an episode earlier and you can name it if you want. And you can do that by reaching through one of us or through the email. Other than that, I don't know what our plan is for February, but we love you very much. And I hope you had a great holiday and that you're staying safe. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye-bye. bye,
1: everybody.